1: black wall street is now online baby that's right visit the gw district The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Good evening. Hey. How you doing?
2: Good. And yourself?
1: I am doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Happy to have you back. Oh in the smoker's lounge. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed the episode that we did that uh me and um uh, Princess Havoc did with you. And I always wanted to bring you on my my part of the podcast to interview you and stuff, cause I've always been amazed with your work. Really? You know, and the stuff that you did. Yes. Oh, I've yeah. I've I've been following you. Yes. And, and, and trust me, you're one that uh, could bring me out of retirement. I swear, because I swear, you just you run the gamut of what I like to shoot anyway. <laughs> really? Do <laughs> Miss Lady? So shoot. So um. So basically, so people can understand, you are a submissive, no so yes. idea, uh, porn star, and your brand is built around BDSM. Tell us about your first experience in the lifestyle BDSM. Start us
2: Um. Well, wow, my first experience. Um, I is it okay to talk about it? Because I was underage. Yes, I it's
1: uncensored, a- baby. It's uncensored. We can talk. We we can talk freely. It's it's a safe space.
2: Okay. Um. Well, I was fifteen, and my boyfriend at the time was eighteen, and we were both in high school, same high school, and everything. We were going out, and um. Yeah, he just he introduced me to it. He brought out um I guess my introduction was a little bit more intense than most people's.
1: Because mm-hmm. he brought
2: out um he brought out like uh cuffs, leather cuffs. Um
1: Kid, he, that is out, 15, boy, he he was about it.
2: <laughs> yeah. He brought out leather cuffs, a blindfold, a gag, and a flogger. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. he put all of those on me and I I really enjoyed it.
1: Um So at first was you like, what the fuck was this? Or it was just like kind of was exciting no, the hell out of you.
2: I mean, I've only I was honestly <clears throat> I was honestly looking at porn before then. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was introduced to pornography really young just from the happenstance of me staying awake late at a time where cable boxes were unlocked. And they had yeah. the Playboy Channel and the late night Cinemax.
1: So, See, that's where I grew up on Cinemax after dark. That was my yes. shit. Young Lady Chadley, Emmanuel. Um, yeah, like
2: one or two in the morning, it would come on. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even twelve. It was like later. It was like at one in the morning, and i I've, I've always i've I've always been a night owl. I've always slept, the, woke, uh, stayed up late. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was introduced to porn very young, um, very, mm-hmm. very young. And I was introduced to my sexuality very young because of that. Um, so it wasn't very odd to me that he wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I was just wasn't, I wasn't, I was never sure that I liked it. I would watch porn and I had seen it in porn. So it wasn't just like this crazy new idea. Mm-hmm. But, but I had never done it. So after doing that, I really enjoyed it, really liked it. Um, after that, I dated one more boyfriend that was vanilla. Mm-hmm. And then when that <laughs> didn't work. Um, immediately after that, like at 18 years old, I started going on... Um, the internet, and I started searching places and I found Fet Life and then I found my local community. I went out to a munch um, at 18 years old and I found the dungeon at 18 years old. And um, at 19, going on 20, I had a dominant that had all the toys, all the toys you can possibly want, including a hunting tripod, a, like a, a, a nine foot tall hunting tripod that he would take me upside down on, you know? So, yeah, very, very young. I was very privileged, lucky. I I swear I can tell you I have not had any bad experiences, really, in the lifestyle. Fortunately, knock on wood, knock on all the wood. Because mm-hmm. I know that that's not, that's not normal. <laughs> Most there, there's assholes everywhere, but especially... You know, you can find some nasty ones in this lifestyle.
1: Oh, yes, most definitely. So let me do these particulars and we can get this interview on the road. Okay. Absolutely. Hello everybody and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you have to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile today. I'm your host, Kevin Narva, Selby Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links, my porn links, my social media link, as well as my music links, all with one link on my links.com backslash porn rap star also we have three wonderful sponsors to tell you about the first one being the facebook LS community one of the things we're talking about here today go to lsworld.com where it says get yourself a profile and enjoy your journey into the life of kink also our second wonderful sponsor is Eroticism Magazine. Go there today. Get yourself a monthly subscription, which can be sent to you via paperback, or you can get it digital. So go to Eroticism and check it out. And also, last but not least, ExciteBunny.com. The perfect place for you content creators looking for a place to put your content 90% profit. You take home 90% profit. No other site doing that. Plus, they also offer healthcare, just in case you don't have it. And for you people that are looking for a place to spend your money to watch some of the hottest creators and porn stars in the business show off their freaky talents, Excite Bunny is perfect for you. It's better than OnlyFans, navigates like OnlyFans, but just way cooler and it's Black-owned. Speaking about Black-owned, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts, giving you the black experience plus experience from shopping. As you get the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black-owned retailers and shops. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, so you create generational wealth and last but not least check me out on com. go there today you can listen to the podcast on my page or via the radio station so come catch that smoke on com. now i'm about to shut up and let this sexy lovely submissive and a dream submissive at that introduce herself
2: thank you um Hi, I'm Ray Roxoff. Um, I'm a BDSM lifestyle submissive. Um, uh, I guess queen of spade, even though that term is a little off for me. But I, I predominantly it fits.
1: It fits. But huh? <laughs> <fits>. go ahead. <laughs>
2: it fits. But I predominantly date black men. Um, my life partner is a black male. Um, yeah. So I, I really enjoy your opening because thank you, I thank you. Completely agree. Gener, generational wealth is something that has been taken away from Black people and <laughs> is incredibly important in in the United States. So
1: most definitely, most definitely, I, I like that.
2: But yes,
1: <laughs> yeah, because like I said, you speak to my heart because I'm a dog. So it's kind of like. You know everything that you do is kind of like you. It. I would have loved to work with you. Could have scenes. Me and you could have came up with would have been just phenomenal, yo. From role play even to because you because you 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 bonded you into so many things. Plus you a pain slut. You know it's kind of like any dumb that's in this business would try to work with you because you just do everything that we would love to do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 so flexible. Like, my kinks are, there's such a wide range of kinks that I have experienced, that I have, um, I, I have been interested in. Like, there's very rare a kink that I will say, no, I will not try that too. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So now, let's start at the beginning. What got you into the porn business?
2: What oh, brought you to um, that? Well, got me into that? Um well, that's that that was an evolving story. It started when I was, um, like, I guess young. I mentioned early in the podcast that um, I was exposed to pornography very young. So I really enjoyed that. And once I was 18, I already knew I wanted to do pornography. Um I never had the self-confidence nor really the support system to do it at that time. Um, I, you know, I thought I just couldn't really do it. I couldn't cut it. I couldn't make it. Um, so I never really even tried. Mm-hmm. Then about two years ago, um, yeah, about two years ago, I started doing OnlyFans because mm-hmm. I was already on a website called fetlife.com. And everybody liked my content. I started doing more sexual scenes and things like that because I guess I just started feeling more comfortable with myself. Sorry, I'm smoking.
1: (laughs) No, it's all good. I I, I smoked earlier.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So um, once I started getting more positive feedback for my pictures I was posting and all of that, I started feeling more comfortable. And... I realized that there was there was a want for me to show off what I was already doing just not in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. So I really really monetized on my hobby basically is what I'm doing. And that's I can't say how much I I really f- fucking love that. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, that's that's basically what got me into porn. Um mm-hmm. I found my my life my partner then and he really supported me and and helped me to to grow cuz mm-hmm. I was already doing it before I met him, but he really helped me to grow in in that and gave me a lot of positive reinforcement with that.
1: So basically you walked in the game for the most part doing your own content. So what was your first actual Pro shoot, I know you done done some actual pro type shoots.
2: Okay, well my actual pro pro amateur is, mm-hmm. was because I, I would really consider that more pro amateur. Um professional I would consider like Brazers, something very scripted, mm-hmm. you know. Um but uh the one I did was Throat Wars on Throat okay. mm-hmm. It was a very intense um, face fucking scene where I threw up and everything. So,
1: oh my god, I I never experienced that girl throwing up on my dick. I always wanted that shit. I'm sorry, I'm just a freak. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a freak. Oh, I it just...
2: I'm, I'm actually looking for someone around here to shoot a scene with me for that. Um, because
1: I'm sorry, I it, it, I wouldn't even tell her to stop. I just keep going. Fuck it. And, yeah, just... I like that.
2: That's that's basically how I roll. Just just keep. <laughs> using me i mean i like choking like that that's been one of since i was a really young um oddly oddly enough um it was one of my very first fetishes um choking and i didn't even do it for the sexual pleasure i did it more just for the sensation i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. um now as an adult like it's somewhere along the way when puberty hit it kind of turned from just I like the sensation to pleasure
0: to, mm-hmm. um,
2: to pleasure sexually and um, yeah one of my favorite kinks is choking and one of my favorite things to do is just choke on dick like just, <laughs> just having my face used and my mouth used where I can't breathe like, that is my favorite. Mm. And it includes puking because, yeah. yeah, that reflex comes out. You're, you can't breathe. If you go, just keep face-fucking me. and just, uh, I like it. I really
1: like yeah, it. Yeah, because <laughs> face-fucking a girl or what have you. Like, the, even to the point where the mouth gets so wet, her face, and the mouth is so wet, the balls, I could just take the spit and just rub it in her oh, face. Oh, yeah. I, I used yeah. to love doing that scenes and what have you and everything. So when you did that first scene, what have you, um, because this was your first time probably working was this your first time working outside of working with your, your significant other and the circle that you might have been working with prior to that?
2: Yeah. I mean it was the first it was the first person that produced their own content. Okay because i would i would play i mean i've always had an open sexual relationship with um my partner we've mm-hmm. always had that kind of um relationship where open and polyamorous which is
0: mm-hmm.
2: which are different things but um people conflate them and mm-hmm. uh yeah i i used to shoot with more my friends, my regular people, just people that I would meet and um, mm. stuff like that. Throat Wars was my first, my first pro am shoot. Mm. He so what's some of the
1: things? So what some of the things that he did to help you feel comfortable being on set oh. and doing the shoot? Because this being your first time doing a pro am shoot, and of course, it's with someone that you're not necessarily have a reputation with, or chemistry with per se so it's kind of like you 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 you, you you get what I'm saying it's not yeah
2: I understand I completely understand um he was very so I get vibes off of people very easily just by how they speak how communicative they are with me if they're Mm -hmm. not very communicative with me that's kind of one of my little red flags you know Mm -hmm. like that um he was very communicative he was very open um He explained everything that was going to happen. He didn't, you know, try to pressure me into into any kind of content. Which, mm-hmm. admittedly, is hard for me. Because it's hard to pressure me into something I'm not going to already want to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You get me? Because I like yeah. doing just everything. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, because, because you don't have too many no's. So that's why I say you exactly. a dream shoot. Because... I can run the gambit with you from BDSM exactly. to just trail role play scenes. Where, of course, you're the submissive. Where you might be the secretary. You might be, um, I'm the teacher. You're the student. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You know. Period. But yeah. It's so it's really and very- and and the scenes can get really tense and physical and rough. Even
2: like even like I'm even into like stepdad and like like you know taboo kind of play like that. Yeah. Like that. So, th- yes, there are very few things that I'm not okay with. For me, my biggest issue is the person's vibe, how mm-hmm. I feel around them. Like I said, communication communication is one of the biggest things. If they're too overly communicative, that is a big red flag. Also,
1: yeah, <laughs> okay, then. you got to explain what is too overcommunicating.
2: Okay, there was a there was someone that I was talking to that I um I won't say where I met him online. I met him online, okay. but I won't say where. Um it was for a job. It was for a production. Mm-hmm. Um in one of the middle one of the Midwestern states. I don't know. Okay. And um he mind you this was a couple months in advance. That we were we were scheduling this because he had to fly me out, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, he was expecting me to speak to him every single day, mm-hmm. and that to me is a is is a like it's a boundary issue for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Like if we already set these plans, we can communicate for several hours to set these plans up. That's not a problem, mm-hmm. but don't expect me to talk to you every single day until then. And then give me a reference. Another thing he did, he gave me a reference
0: mm. for
2: another girl whom he had not worked with.
0: Mm.
2: And when I really got down to, okay, like, how, how do you know him? How well do you know him? She had just been talking to him for a week. Mm. She had never met him in person or anything like that. I was like, okay, that's that's another very big red flag. Um he uh the the for throat wars, he made me feel very comfortable. He had his references, I can see his content very visibly, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If if I can Google your 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 site, I'm I'm fine with that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: References with other people. He did all of that. So I was very comfortable going into the situation as it, as it was.
1: That's good. That's good. And then, what, did that was the only scene that you did with him, or y'all did multitudes of scenes that day?
2: Oh, we did we did one scene that day, and then I believe that same, uh, the next day was a gangbang, which, because of my womanly monthly issues, I couldn't take a part of, but I did a blowbang. Um, mm-hmm. And that was when I... I I happily volunteered to put on a pumpkin mask for Halloween <laughs> and get Bang Bill Bang because it was a Halloween thing, a Halloween theme. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because, um, because see, like, like I said, once again, be it that you, cause we talked about this before, that you are into BDSM and we do the gang bangs and, and, and pretty much into that. It put you into a good, strong money-making niche. And how much did you notice that when you started putting out your own content and how much of a special niche that it was?
2: Oh, I did. I didn't realize how much of a niche it was. Into the the black-only BBC um, white, female Latina niche that Mm -hmm is a very strong niche. Yeah. I mean I have no complaints with that. It's it's pretty big. I mean, there are a multitude not only is it a niche where black men are, you know, are open and like it and all of that, but mm-hmm. um it's a niche that also feeds into the fe- the the white male fetishists.
0: Yeah.
1: for
2: that, you know, and and that that yeah, whole... because
1: because because it, honestly, the money making with interracial is with white men and black you know what I'm saying excuse me black men and white women or black men with Hispanic. Yeah, you know, period. So yeah. it's it, it's like yeah, you 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 hit the gambit already with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Like interracial, not only yeah, like I've. I've asked multitude because I just like to know the psychology behind people. Um, I've mm-hmm. asked multiple multitudes of black men, and mm-hmm. the main reason they only watch interracial or ebony black on um, black porn is they have to imagine themselves being in that position.
1: Yeah, so That's true, really so true. What
2: is. So, so, and I've I have met a few black men that. Do watch white porn, like white uh, male female porn, mm-hmm. and but they're they're not as common. There are, mm-hmm. but they're not. I find that most black men watch black porn because you know that. Now they all, and also the interracial niche also feeds into um, not only the black community but also um, white males and females that are into.
1: You know, into that the white mm-hmm. pucks and the white, um, all of that, yeah. <laughs> because, um, because, like, because I'm to ask you this when you do film, do you speak Spanish during the scene?
2: Um, not often, I've been asked to, and I do.
1: I'm no, sorry, because there's to, nothing to, sexy, to 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 the to you fucking the shit out of Hispanic woman, and she speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that shit turned on in a half. I'm sorry. I made every girl that was in Spanish. I said, no, you got to say something Spanish while I'm fucking you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Feel free to say whatever, God dang it. It don't even matter. You can call me a piece of shit in Spanish. <laughs> the dudes ain't going to give a fuck because that shit sounds sexy. True. Yeah. true,
2: true.
1: Yeah.
2: I do. I speak, flu- I speak fluent Spanish. And I have I have spoken Spanish for some scenes when they've asked me to. I just the nastiest things that come out of me come out of me in English. And
1: I can imagine. How could you hear your voice now? It just good, like just yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> then why I say it, it, it's funny that I'm meeting all these people now that I'm retired. I was like, see. I'm retired. I can't even indulge in the shoots and what have you and everything. No. Because, like I say, I, I never got an opportunity to do, you know, water sports with a female. Um, oh, I've done no. rape, same, bondage and all that. I've done rape play. Rape play was fun. Ooh, you that's
0: know? a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and, and that's why I said, because we, we talked about it before, it's just like, they're just taking everything away that made the BDSM lifestyle or point itself, yeah. fun. Yeah. Because I'm sorry. No, is it it if if two people want if two people consent to doing a certain type of scene, it shouldn't be no judgment there.
2: I agree. I definitely agree. Absolutely agree.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And I yeah, it's it's hard to find a um a platform that allows that allows, you know, as extreme of types. Mm-hmm. OnlyFans is already not like they don't allow gangbangs, they don't allow a bunch of different things.
1: So You can't even say gay Bay I was like, no. hey, How the fuck is a gay bay Well, I'm gonna do name it a friendly gathering, a friendly sexual yep. gathering. Oh,
2: my party. That's what I said, but no, it's it is what it is. Um so I've, it's hard to find a platform that will that is open because yeah they they've really come after like BDSM in general when it comes to
1: that so yeah because um, to me because them was the money makers you know period it, they are it, it's like even to this day like I told you before my my race place thing still sales the the BDSM stuff, uh the slut training scenes and the bond scenes still sell or what have you. You know, and I hate that I got to be careful with the wording on what I want to say for it. You know, period. Yeah. That's why I love excitebunny.com. You ain't got to worry about all that. Another good plug. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that being said, with um, do you have any vanilla content? Vanilla, um, what would we consider vanilla content?
2: Um, I do, I do. I have some solo content on my on my OnlyFans and my um Fan Central.
1: Um, Explain to everybody wants vanilla content, so so they understand what that is.
2: Um, vanilla is more like um missionary, doggy style, um solo masturbation, things like that. It doesn't include like um. It doesn't include dominance, submission. It doesn't include any bondage, any anything like that, any pain, spankings or anything like that. Yeah. So
1: yeah, so it just basically boring as normal sex. That's that's. I
2: mean, <laughs> hey man, whatever gets people off, I'm not gonna knock it. Yeah,
1: you know okay, but, but I, I mean, kinda, but
2: sometimes I just want to get a nut, and it's okay to do missionary. except <laughs> just go right to sleep.
0: That's fine.
1: See, but 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 to me, it's kind of like. But the thing of it is, is that when you get to the point where that's the main thing that you're doing is regular, because with you, you give variety. Yeah, girls that, that 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 run the gamut and expand the repertoire within the business as far as sex. You automatically give variety because you're giving us different type of scenes. You're giving us the BDSM. You're giving us the submissive scenes, the the bratty scenes, the the stepmom, step you know, stepdad, stepdaughter scenes, you know. So yeah. you're not giving us just the normal straight fuck scenes. Actually your straight fuck scenes is probably more far in between than anything else, which is yeah. actually a good thing because for the, because then you're not trying to people out with just the straight fuck scenes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my next is always gonna be interracial. So mm-hmm. there's nothing I don't do that's not interracial and some might not consider that vanilla, whatever it depends on your their race, but vanilla scenes interracial I do have on my platform. Um, I have a lot of that, but a lot. Of, it's not the issue. Is that my my normal everyday um scenes on my OnlyFans has a lot to do with my with my daddy with my dynamic, so. Mm-hmm. A lot of those are just our daily. To me, it feels vanilla, mm. but in context, it isn't. So I guess I don't have really a lot of vanilla shit. Um, <laughs> with you I really. It's just now that I'm thinking about it. Um, most of my content online is me with my with my owner with my daddy.
0: Okay.
1: And,
2: um, now, have so, you worked
1: now now other than like the pay gigs that you might get or what have you, have you worked with anyone outside of your daddy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've okay. worked with um, I've worked with oh what's his one second. One second. <laughs> um Louis Smalls. I worked with Louis Smalls, I worked mm. with um, Jack Ripper. I've worked Mm -hmm. with uh Jay Banger. I've worked with um
1: Yeah, Jay Banger, he be he just fucked the shit out of chicks. He's just
2: he just merciless with it. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I have content on my OnlyFans um with that with him. Um Mm -hmm. yeah. I I have a I have a few things. Um nine inch Tommy is another Mm -hmm. OnlyFans creator, content creator. Mm Um, I've worked with him. I'm actually doing a photo shoot with him tomorrow night. Um, yeah, I have I have content with a bunch of other people. I just, mm. just most of it is with my guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: most of the sex I do is with him. But I do. I mean, I you mean, a lot because, because,
1: I mean he's your daddy and he, he, he's a man. You might as well say breast male talent. Because, like yeah. I said, the blue, the resident male talent, work with male talents outside of that.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He's my it, resident it. male
2: talent. Oh my god, I love how you phrased that.
1: <laughs> because, because he gives you everything that you want. Because, for example, Jake Banger may not do a role play scene or do a domination type scene. He just gonna fuck the yeah. brakes off of you. Exactly. You know. Period. So, exactly. and your brand is built off a lot of BDSM. So it's yeah. kind of like, he's the most vanilla scene you probably got. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me, he don't fuck vanilla by no means. No, he doesn't.
2: He doesn't.
1: Yeah, so it's it's kind of... It's... It, That's that why I said, um... So with that being said, like, when other guys approach, um... What's some but uh, I know I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that because of your your daddy he's able to safeguard you from the bullshit. How important um, him being involved in the process of who you choose to work with helps you and keeps you out of bullshit. Um
2: no no I mean not to take anything away from him but I really keep myself out of bullshit. Um. <laughs> No, he doesn't really have a lot to do with my, in the process of me choosing who and where I really, like I'll, I'll ask him for permission to go and shoot and he'll, he'll always say yes because it's work. But, um, as for who I'm choosing, like he's never really, I tell him who, and he doesn't really have any, like he won't ever really put his input on it.
0: Okay. You know, see, see.
2: There's never been anybody he's not he hasn't been okay with me shooting
0: with.
1: Mm. You know? That's good. So, That's good. So Because 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 that means so what process do you use to pick the guys you work with? Because I see that you haven't you haven't worked with a lot of guys and I'm pretty sure that you're very picky about who you would deal with because of your brand and the type scenes that you do.
2: Yes. So um I mainly look if they're a legitimate person if they're in the lifestyle Um, mostly if they're a legitimate person Um, I have a lot of content on my OnlyFans with other people but a lot of it is um, is at parties mostly Um, when I work single individually with people I look if they're a legitimate person if they have good vibes, good intentions, if um, you know, if they're easy to talk to and not annoying.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. because because you want chemistry. Yes. You know, period. That's part of the reason why yeah. I like when need to talk to girls Even prior to shooting with them, I hit them up on a regular basis so we can get to know each other and gain chemistry so when we see each other, it's not breaking the ice.
2: Yes. See, I'm okay with that. And I'm okay okay with uh, the way other people approach it, too. Other men approach it as a very professional thing. So in that little bit of time of the professional interaction, the the professional exchange, I want to know that I can feel okay with you like i can mm-hmm. i can feel comfortable with
1: you so yeah, especially especially if it involves a bdsm scene oh, absolutely. because even because even to like even the girls i talked to that was submit i did scenes with it wasn't oh, okay. till like the next day we even did that because it was like i wanted her to have so much trust in me that she would submit to me even if just for a scene
2: Oh, no. Absolutely. BDSM scenes are a whole different thing. I definitely go more involved into getting to know the person before. Like, I I usually won't even do a BDSM scene first time with a person. I'll have to already have known you to do a BDSM type scene.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: I'm always very submissive and you'll always be able to get that out of me for a scene, for a shoot. That's not
0: yeah.
2: very hard, but to tie me up, to call me a bunch of names, to like to bring out the masochist in me, mm-hmm. to really beat down on me or anything like that. I I need to know you.
0: I
1: need yeah, to know because you. I mean, but yeah, it makes sense because fine. it so people can understand when you're submitting, you're giving up energy. Yeah. And, with the energy that you get giving up, you want to make sure that the person you're giving it to, you can trust. Absolutely. Because, that's, because when you're talking about doing these BDSM scenes, we have to be authentic as fuck if we wanted to sell. So absolutely. that means we literally have to be the part to play the part.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Which, um, that reminds me, I kind of, I wanted to bring this back up with you, mm-hmm. because in our in the last episode, in the last right. um, one we spoke about, you mentioned that um, that the submissive holds the power, holds you know all the power and and the 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 majority of the power. I just mm-hmm. I wanted to go more in depth with that because it. Does, we can't. I, I don't agree with that.
1: Go
2: I, I I wholeheartedly don't agree with that. It's.
1: It, the the, the caveat for you before you go in is mm-hmm. she; it's her energy that's transferred. Yes, which starts the actual reaction energy. of the transfer of the energy. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Yes, it's her energy that's transferred, but it's also his energy. Mm-hmm. That's the thing; it's a power exchange. Mm-hmm. So, just as much as she holds the power, he holds the power. Mm-hmm. I. Completely, I completely believe that dominance tops should, could, and deserve to code out of a scene if they feel any kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually experienced, and I, I wholeheartedly put like, I, 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 uh, I put respect on him because mm-hmm. there was a producer that I worked with, and he did not. It, it was a uh, it was a scene where there were multiple women. He did not feel comfortable shooting with one particular woman because she accused him of something.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Pertaining to the scene, pertaining to the scene, and she was okay with it. She was she was fine with proceeding with the scene, but she had accused him of something and made him feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Progressing was, with
1: the scene, and he. But see, but see, but, see but see, that's but see, to me that ain't even a BDSM thing. It's okay. It was. No, it was. It, was it is, but it
2: was. It was a part specifically. It was a BDSM shoot. It was a BDSM okay. scene that we were doing specifically, but, and that was what.
1: Yeah, because we we because why would I want to work with somebody that accused me of some shit that was serious? They could have fucked up my career.
2: Yeah, it was specifically um it was specifically a BDSM scene and she had accused him of something pertaining to the scene. Yeah. And it was it was it was relevant. It was relevant what she had accused him of, but it was also relevant that he felt uncomfortable with it.
1: Yeah. You know? So yeah. and, and, and that what girls gotta understand, you have a right to back out of a scene absolutely. even if you're in the middle of it.
2: Absolutely. But it's an exchange. It's a power exchange. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's It's really not just the submissive holds the power, and Mm -hmm. there are a lot of tops, a lot of dominants that don't do right, but there are submissives that don't do right, also.
1: Yeah, but see, but see, but but see, that goes to not having the knowledge—one, not having knowledge of oneself, and not having knowledge of the lifestyle. Yeah, because see, the thing of it is
2: responsibility on what you're doing.
1: Yeah, because the reason why I say this. That someone has to submit yeah. If I'm a dom I don't submit You get yeah. what I'm saying Because I'm a dominant Now if now if I'm a switch That's a totally different story But then you change the dynamic
2: Yeah that's a little
1: you know, different power, You know period So submissive yeah. She has the most power Because she's submitting That's what I was saying okay. Now transfer goes to the Dom because now I have to take that energy in. Now I got to give her my energy in order to train her to be the perfect sub for me. God, gotcha. You know where I'm coming from? You know, period. Because when a woman, when a sub submits, whether it's a slave or submit, a sub or a slave, you're submitting mind, body, and soul. Because you're yep. giving up your complete self, you know, period. Nice. You I know?
0: Like, yes.
1: Yeah, so to a certain extent, yeah, it just like for like like for example, like I'm I'm a firm believer in this. A sub always chooses the dom. A dom never chooses the sub because yeah, it because now you're going to try to convince her to submit versus she's already willing. I don't disagree. Mm -hmm.
2: That I do not disagree
1: with
2: at all. I I can completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. it's more, yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, for example, even though I might do a switch in a scene, it's technically not going to be a complete switch scene because at some point I'm going to become dominant within the scene. Yeah. You feel okay? Yeah. Even when I did, like, I was the personal assistant and she was the boss, and I have to fuck her to keep my job. At some mm-hmm. point, I take over as a dominant in the scene. You know, yeah. so it's kind of like that's why I say even though she gave me the even though I'm giving the end of submissive, I'm technically taking it back to be dominant. Gotcha. You know, so and and because and, like I said, when you submit, that's the greatest gift you can ever give to any man. Is yeah. when you submit. You yeah. know, it's it and, and us as doms, we supposed to appreciate that and take that. Even if me and you're filming together and you allow me to do a BDSM scene, keyword, you allowing me to do BDSM scene. Even to the point, if you really want to go there, I got to ask your daddy, is it okay? By yeah. respect, because I got to respect him.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because, because at the end of the day, it's like, even though, like, especially if it's one thing we just do a regular scene, but it's a BDSM scene, out of respect and for the lifestyle, i pose to ask him, is it okay for me to use your sub?
2: Yeah. You
1: yeah. know, period. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. That's, that's, a, that's code of conduct. That's um, protocols. Yeah. Protocols so and, like and etiquette.
1: Yeah, even if they say hypothetically speaking, eat me, you, me, eat not saying whatever happened in his lifetime. I'm not saying that, but if, if me and you pose to mess around on camera, I have to ask for his permission. That's how it's supposed to be a dom. supposed to respect another dom at all times okay. and respect the relationship between him and the sub and, or the slave. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. That's something uh, which actually should actually be just common fucking sense, but to some of these motherfuckers, it's not. Yep. <laughs> yep.
2: You don't touch other people's property.
1: No, opp. Yeah, Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Oh god! But see, but but that's why I said it's. Then then we're going to move on for this because I got to ask you the, the, the the good questions. Is that that's why I said a lot of times people are getting their information from what they're seeing on TV, not really researching and understanding. And how much did you take... How much research and time did you take into learning what the lifestyle was?
2: Me, personally? You're asking me?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, um, I've taken 10 years, and I'm still learning right now. Um, I don't believe that you ever really stop learning about the lifestyle. It's all just a grand experience, and you gain experience. Um, I... I started learning when I was eighteen. I when I went out to the dungeons and I, the munches. You munches, you learn. Munches, by the way, are local gatherings, public gatherings where people go and talk about BDSM or the lifestyle, um, just in a very casual setting. Um, I would go out to munches and the dungeons. At the dungeons, they would have. Um, classes and they would teach specific classes on different things. There are um, classes called newbie nights here in South, um, South Florida and Miami Broward, Miami-Dade Broward County. Um, Newbie night. And there you can go as a newbie and they teach you a bunch of very basic skills. So throughout the years, I've just gained knowledge by, other people and by doing really um, when it comes to the medical safety side I learned a lot from um, uh, I mentioned in last in the last episode um, an emergency an emergency center nurse an emergency department nurse um, she teaches a lot in our community and she taught me a lot. Um, there were several, there's several people that I've learned a lot from a lot about the BDSM lifestyle from, um, there's people in the community that teaches a lot about the psychology behind BDSM and the lifestyle and, uh, being poly and open and jealousy and all of those kinds of different obstacles one might tackle through their BDSM journey. But I guess in short form, I learned through the ten years of experience that I have, and through the decades of experience my predecessors have, is really what I learned, and I continue to learn.
1: Yeah, that's why I say life's a learning experience. <laughs> that's so true.
2: I'll stop learning when I'm dead. I I believe that life itself is a learning. You're right. Life itself is a learning learning experience, and not just that. Just intellectually, I like to learn. I am a very intellectually driven person. I like my mind very occupied, and I like to just learn about different things. Like something I learned today was the tallest man um in history was feet 11.1 inches and he looked like it was it was a literal giant he he looked he looked smaller he's smaller than back like that he's he's crazy that man was crazy but yes um just random shit i i enjoy jogging my mind and, and working my mind
1: Yes, the best stimulation is mental stimulation. So with that being said, people, you know what time it is in the show. We're getting to it a little later than normal, but we're getting to it anyway. This is where the pussies go dry with this go limp. Let's talk about the business. Now you have been a content creator. How long have you been in the business, darling? Uh
2: content creating two years.
1: Two years. So with that being said, we know about the ups and downs of this business. When it comes to this, when it comes to porn um, For the money For the sales The work that we had to put into it And a lot of times people come into the business Not knowing all this So I want you to speak to the ups and downs Of the money So people so that misconception can be killed Because one money is good Next money may not be Oh, And the God. things they do, do To help boost your sales As far as promotion and everything else Go ahead
2: God yes um, money is definitely up and down with um with being your own boss. I believe in porn or in really any business that you have, money will be up and down because you're gonna have good times and bad times. That's just I think how it works. Um, when it comes to sales, I I'm trying to advertise more. Advertising is a big, big issue, big thing for me, big thing for most content creators. Um, pushing out content, keeping um, subscribers, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do usually is is just advertising, a lot of advertising on my profiles.
1: Yeah, because that 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 takes a. That's actually the real work.
0: Editing your
2: content, advertising your content, um, being on your profiles, having the time to sit down and just put to it is is that's the work. It's that's that's the work. Taking the videos is not the work. That's the fun part.
1: That's yeah, but-
2: the rest of it worth it.
1: Yeah, got tell people the beauty of the our business is seeing the sales. That's where the nut comes. That's where my orgasm comes. Yes. When we getting the chance, we're seeing the sales that people are actually buying into what we're doing. <laughs> you know, period and making money, whatever. So how often do you film?
2: Um, I try to film content at least like two, three times a week. Um I post clips so a couple times a week, a few times a week. Um, but I, I like to, I sh- try to shoot a few times. Tomorrow I'm shooting three times. I have three shoots tomorrow.
1: So, yeah, it don't hurt that you're doing it with your man. So. <laughs> huh? No, it
2: doesn't. It doesn't hurt. But no, um, I I do try to shoot at least once a week with someone that's not him. Okay. So. So, I do have content on my profile
1: that's not him. Now, but, being in Florida, how, how, you can always say this if you live in an area where porn stars come to, you get a better chance of landing people oh, yeah. to work with. Okay. So, how much of the advantage of living in Florida helps you with getting content with other content creators?
2: Oh, it's pretty easy. Honestly. It's really pretty easy. Even with non-content creators, it's pretty easy. Like I I have never had a problem. I know it's a lot easier for women. Um just in general, in sex in general, it's a lot easier for women to get partners. But um for content creation, especially like well not especially, it's especially easy just to be a woman here in my
1: this yeah, pretty cold. much. And plus, no hurt that you find say, and you think yeah. So, I'm trying to do shouldn't be a problem.
2: No, but <laughs> it's Miami. Miami is very open sexually. Like even our swinger lifestyle here is is pretty open. Like it's not. It's a very, come on and let's fuck kind of mentality. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very sexualized mentality like the parties are he- here the girls are always dressed very provocatively there's no um it, it people don't bat an eyelash unless they're going to stare you down if you're wearing short shorts and a tiny crop top you know
0: mhm
2: i don't get i don't get looked at twice i mean i do but you know what i mean like it's not a it it it's
1: not a shock but I'm yes. pretty sure you do that twice because you, you're a good looking ass woman. Even with the bald head, I'm sorry. I, mean, I was going to tell you that. I'm like, you look sexy as shit with that motherfucking bald head, yo. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That they, they show you a beautiful woman that she can, it do not matter what hairstyle, she's still giving it to you. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I was very nervous about the haircut. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, it it, it it suits you, it looks good on you You know, not every female can pull off, you know, um, a bald head and that shit look I really think righteous I would have shot with you like a mother, man, there's so many scenes, oh my god, so many scenes I would have, god dang it
2: I really think, <laughs> you better reach be that I really think more women look better with bald heads than you might think Yeah I think so, because I really didn't think I was going to look good with this, with this haircut, but I really, I guess I did, you know, I do,
1: so. And then, too, they, it's not all the women that had that short haircut, they just got the nicest bodies and just thick. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, damn, what is it with short end booties got thick? And I was like, there you go, from seeing your picture, I was like, yeah, she thick. <laughs> yeah, he's on brand with the bald head looking all thick and shit. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. We- I'll
2: I- shame it again to do a, a a bald bukkake.
1: Oh, that would be hot. Just, it'd it, it, it be coming on your bald head and everything, too. Yeah. You should be just. So, now you say you mentioned that you do some of your filming in your parties. Now, how do they work with the filming with your parties? Because I know with paperwork that's a schematic. Yeah, how that work?
2: Freaking schematic. It's very much a schematic. I take the paperwork before anybody does anything. Mm-hmm. That's all.
1: They know yeah. that
2: know what they're getting into before they come to my party, and that's it.
1: And with your parties now, what are they, gang gangbang parties, the uh blowbang parties? What kind of parties are they?
2: Well it, it was I've only really thrown two. I did one um blowbang last year. No, one blow bang two the first year, two years ago. And then um I did a gangbang this past year.
1: <sighs> so, no, how many, so how bang. many so how many in the gangbang?
2: Um there was in total In the video, there were three,
0: in total.
2: In total, there were thirteen throughout the night. It was, it was, I was, was, I was the only freaking female. I was the only female, (laughs) and there were. It was from like around nine o'clock until like four in the fucking morning. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, okay, I, cause I, um I, yeah, so, was, I, so so basically, what it is, you film first, then you film the the gangbang part of it. With what you want to film first, then you do the just pure gangbang afterwards?
2: Well, that kind of didn't end up happening, um, <laughs> <laughs> cause it was a Christmas party and people showed up early, mm-hmm. which I don't appreciate because I run on Cuban time. so my shit's always late so (laughs) so fucking um yeah it ended up being the gangbang the regular gangbang first and then like around 3 in the morning was when we actually shot with the people with the shot like with the actual paperwork yeah so that's what ended up happening
1: that was an interesting way for that game bang to win now. <laughs> that what? See, so that was interesting. And how many for the blowbang? Oh, the
2: blow bang was, oh, let me think, um, I think like five, six guys. Yeah.
1: Five, six. Yeah, because I know the hardest thing is to put together something like that to find guys that'll be willing to be in the same room and do all that while everybody's in the room. Cause a lot of dudes want that one-on-one shit.
2: Yeah, a lot of them do. But again, it's the um the blowbang was in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. he was able to put that together. I don't know how easy it was over there, but I can mm-hmm. imagine it's not very hard to find guys willing to do gangbangs in Atlanta, black guys willing to do gangbangs in sure Atlanta.
1: Yeah, cuz shit, cuz you can tell With your boys, y'all can laugh about later. Like
2: that, being tested, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I don't know how hard Yeah,
1: that, that's, that's, that, that's the kicker. Yeah, that's the kicker. Yeah, especially, be, if, you're especially if you're trying to Yeah. me. Because it's one thing if you're doing the gangbang off camera, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. But when you're yeah, talking about but, on camera, but, then that people are yeah. going to scrutinize how many of these people are being tested.
2: Yes, exactly. So my gangbang was was condoms only so i didn't um I didn't really worry so much about the testing because of that um but the paperwork again was like there was only like three three guys that did the paperwork, so I only shot with three of the guys it's hard it's hard to find guys who yeah. do the paperwork with that aren't already content creators,
1: yeah because because the thing of it is is. A lot of these dudes might be willing to come, but they ain't gonna be willing to get the paperwork on the i d for have you. Exactly. you know, and exactly. that's why I said the hardest thing to deal with is a non professional talent because oh yeah, that's- some of that person might come back and want you to try to take the shit down, even though they signed the paperwork, and now you got to have that conversation
2: yeah. <laughs> see I find that I find that that's a more of a female female thing. Mm-hmm. I find that maybe more females because I've never I've never really experienced
1: that. It's rare that you hear that with a dude.
2: Yeah, exactly. Kind of,
1: because we just don't give a shit at some point. We be like, fuck it, if she find out, she find out. But, I, can, I can
2: imagine that it's yeah, I can imagine that's a more female
1: But see that's because women behavior. have more shame in this game than men do. Walking in. Well,
2: absolutely. And we're taught to, yeah. And the story we're taught to have more shame
1: about our sexuality,
0: and, yeah, um, you and can't wrong, be a slut. You,
1: you, you fucking more than two dudes, you a slut. Yeah. Maybe she like, wants to be a slut. Maybe that's what she wants. Yeah. There's
2: nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with doing what you want to do. There really isn't.
1: No, it's not. As
2: long as it's not hurting uh, the other person and they're two consensual adults, there really isn't. So but
1: I think what it is is the judgment is made because they want to do it but they can't, as their I, own fault, and so they they put a, they put that energy on us.
2: They're just haters, and at that point, Basically. at that point, whatever, man. There's <laughs> there's no pleasing everybody.
1: Oh, no, no, it, it's it's really not and so, stuff. So now, when you with you being in your BDSM bag, do you see more more sales with your BDSM than um the other like content that you may have? Like the more extreme content you have, does it sell better than just like the less extreme? Yes, yes, it
2: does. So the more nasty, like um, ass eating videos, I get a lot of um, like requests
0: for. Ass-
1: Gets in there too. I like that.
0: Huh? <laughs> you
1: get into that ass. Well, I like that when you real me.
0: I'm yeah, telling
1: girl, you, you're facing my loud. butt cheeks. So,
2: oh no, I'm blushing. So, um, the uh, the. Lost. Oh, I lost my train of thought. As evening videos, um, I, I get custom requests for water sports, piss play. Um, I get custom requests for um puke videos too. So things like that. Um, I my those types of videos definitely sell more, though they're a little harder to sell.
0: Because of OnlyFans, so yeah, yeah.
1: Because um, I'm pretty sure, because even with my BDSM scenes and the race play scenes, all that, they sell better than just any other type scene, you know. Especially and 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 really, when I started doing role play, it really started when I was doing different, you know, uh, you know, talks or what have you, and everything. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, to me, I'm like, people want to see above normal, non-average shit. They want to see that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Most so with that being said, baby girl, look, I, I, I enjoyed you. And I got to ask you a question, which I didn't get to ask you last time, but I got to ask you only here. Can I call you a smoke buddy? And we'll be hearing more from you on this show.
0: Absolutely.
1: See, i glad. See, see, see. We got another smoke buddy and we gonna chop it up heavy by BDS, Sim, Polly, all that shit when I bring you back. And I'm gonna bring you to the premium smoke room, which you need to check out the episode, which is gonna be, which is, by the time y'all hear this, will be out. Episode five of Causing... Havoc, and I'm pretty sure she'll be back on another episode, and she'll be back on other episodes here on The Smoke Line, especially in the premium smoke room $4.99. We're talking about four premium podcasts plus premium episodes, and we get more uncensored, We get more nasty. We get more in detail, and it's worth the $4.99 a month, and you'll be hearing the sexy rocks off, because we're going to bring you on so you can really talk to death about some of your shit, so we can really I- chop it up.
2: Absolutely. I would love that. It's great talking
1: to you. It's great talking to you, too. So, with that being said, people, you know how we end this all day and every day. Life is a learning experience, with the point of experience, you didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby. I can't wait to bring you back. For sure. I'll take a puff to that one. Oh, oh and two, I, 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 I have one bone to pick with you, though. Just one bone. What?
2: what?
1: We need more pictures. We need more sexy pictures, more model pictures. I know, ass, banging ass body. I would love if I ever hook up with you to do a photo shoot with you, for sure. because you I would be a great music for me for some of the shit I have in mind. But we want to see more, more, more mileage pictures from you, baby. We know for you can sure. suck a dick. We know you, we can fuck. We want to see you pose now, I will. even in some heels. I will.
2: For I'm, sure.
1: just, I, I, I'm I, just manifesting her some heels. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, want so to I have a shoot tomorrow scheduled. Say what? I actually have a shoot tomorrow scheduled. So for sure oh. you will.
1: You will. Okay, the most definitely tag me when you're posting pictures so I can see them. And like <laughs> I said, because okay. I, I always complain that girls don't wear wear heels anymore, and I'm sorry, that's part of the the, the uniform. You want to be a sex symbol. That's I the purpose agree. of this.
2: I agree. I agree. But I only have like two pairs of heels. (laughs) Uh, It don't matter. Just put on one of them pairs. I'm pretty sure they're sexy as fuck. Yes. Yes, they are. are. They're they're totally really
1: hot. Definitely. So with that being said, people, we out.
2: Bye. Have
1: a good night. Hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcast. I'm talking about Miss Spit Queen and the porn rap star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc as well as the Marie Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. STO Dark. Plus also extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week. On top of the free shit that you get. So do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify. Only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke.